What's up, you guys, and welcome back to the 1% Woman Podcast. My name is Gabby, and I'm your host. Today, we are kind of bouncing off of the last podcast that I did on Mindfuck Mondays when I talked all about how to turn your pain into your power and your purpose. And I finished off that episode kind of suggesting that my next episode be actually giving you guys a step-by-step process in which you're actually going to do that. So, you know, in the last episode in Mindfuck Mondays, I really talked about what it actually means to turn your pain into your power and your purpose and why that is important, especially as entrepreneurs, um, especially if you are, you know, building a business. This is where you can really find your true gifts. This is where you can really start to stand out in your industry. This is where you can really, you know, start to show up more authentically and start to find your true purpose in everything that you're doing. But I left you guys on a cliffhanger because I didn't necessarily, I guess, give you guys the step-by-step framework in which you're going to go about doing that. So this is going to be what today's episode is. I think, you know, really zooming out the four-step process that I used throughout this past year to completely transform myself from being super stuck in my pain to really embodying what my power is and what my purpose is here. Um, like I said, there is a four-step process that I used and have kind of created and use with my clients now that I really want to share with you guys today. And I think the general overview, the general um, title or uh, approach, I guess, um, the general approach that I use is called a shadow work. And so we're going to chat all today all about shadow work, what shadow work is, why shadow work is important, the four-step process that I use to do it. And I'm also going to get really vulnerable with you guys and share two of my darkest shadows and how I have turned them into my power and my purpose, how I have alchemized them so that I can show up more authentically and aligned and abundant inside of my business. So without further ado, let's just dive right into today's episode, talking all about shadow work. Um, Basically, for a general overview, shadow work is the process of meeting and accepting parts of yourself that you have previously hidden or shamed. So some examples of what these shadow parts are could be personality traits that irritate you, body parts that feel foreign or that you are judging, desires that you have that feel uncomfortable or quote-unquote naughty, for lack of a better word. Maybe it's thoughts that you have that scare you, that that put you in this place of fear. Or maybe it's behaviors, things that you do that just annoy the fuck out of you. You're like, why do I do this? The process of shadow work is all about embracing these cringy sides of yourself, these weird sides of yourself, these shameful sometimes sides of yourself that we don't want other people to see. Sometimes we don't even want ourselves to know about or see. And the science behind shadow work, you guys, if you guys have been along on my journey, you know that I love the science. I love to understand like, okay, what's, what's the real data behind this? Um, This was created, this idea was created by a psychologist called Carl. His name was Carl Jung. And he's the, the man, the concept behind shadow work. And he describes shadows as the repressed desires of the unconscious mind. The parts of ourselves that we have shoved away for fear that they won't be accepted or worse, deemed evil or bad by society. And I think this is the really key piece here that we all need to take away when we're talking about shadows is that your shadows are at the level of your unconscious mind, meaning that you aren't really even aware of them, or at least you try not to be aware of them. 
So basically, everything that is happening, you know, these behaviors that annoy you, these thoughts that scare you, these desires that you feel like you don't want to have, these body parts that you keep judging, um, or personality traits that irritate you that you keep on doing over and over and over again, that you're like, why the fuck am I like this? Why do I keep doing this? It's because it's happening outside of your awareness. It's happening in control of your, it's being controlled by your unconscious or subconscious mind. And that's why it's so hard to break out of some of the sabotaging cycles that you feel stuck in or break out of that voice in your head that won't shut the fuck up, you know, you know, no matter how hard you try. And so that kind of leads me to a little tangent. I'm going to go off on real quick about why I'm so passionate about this work, why I'm so passionate about shadow work and helping you through it is because, you know, all the positivity, like woo woo shit that's out there, it's just simply not going to cut it as much as we all hate to do it and i i i hate to admit it to you or i hate to share it with you it's like you have to go into your darkness you actually have to feel through the pain and go into the shadow parts i like to think about it as like hey you can't just shine your light brighter to get rid of the darkness that doesn't happen it only actually the the brighter that your light you try to shine your light the darker that the darkness becomes right? Instead, you need to take your lightness and you need to bring it into the dark so that you can safely sit in the dark, in the pain, hear what it needs, and heal whatever is trapping it inside of there. And yeah, so that's why I'm so passionate about this work because I think, you know, as we can really get caught up in social media, which is only going to tell you the, the positivity, you know, glamorous things about healing uh, but really and truly the work is hard and the work can sometimes feel painful and the work is meeting your darkness and going into it so anyways back to what shadow work really is the most important part of the process of shadow work especially for entrepreneurs and business owners is that you learn how to integrate and alchemize this side of yourself Not only are you going to go into the darkness and unburden the pain that these parts hold, not only are you going to bring the light into the darkness, but then you also need to integrate this part into your identity. You need to bring that darkness back into the light with you. And I find that this is super difficult because when we do go into the darkness, a lot of self-judgment comes up for you along this inward journey. That's when we start to feel like we're broken. That's when we start to feel like there's something that you need to fix about yourself. That's when, you know, that victim mentality starts to come in and then you just sit in your darkness and it starts to become really overwhelming and consume you. That's when, you know, self-hate can start to build and things like that. And so it's not just a matter of cultivating awareness around the the darkness and these shadow parts, but it's also learning how to alchemize them because there truly is, as I chatted about in the last episode, so much power and purpose in this part of you underneath of all of the pain that it holds. And so I want you to understand that the only reason that this part of you is manifesting in an unwanted way in a sabotaging pattern or in that inner critic voice or limiting beliefs that you have or negative emotions, the only reason that it's manifesting in this unwanted way for you is because of the pain that it holds. But when you take that pain away from this part, now it can be expressed in a much 
healthier way. And that's what I'm going to be teaching you about today. Healthier way, meaning it can be expressed as your power and your purpose here. And so that's what this four-step process is going to be all about. Um, So I really just wanted to drive that home that there is no healing in fighting or shaming or resenting your shadows. That's not what this is about. And I don't want you to get caught in that trap. I want you to remember that these are a part of you and they're actually a really incredible part of you. This is where you'll find that golden gift. So you can't hate yourself into changing how they show up in your light in your life. You need to bring them light. They need your safety. They need your comfort. They need your love and your nurturing and your healing. They need your attention so that they can relearn how to express themselves in wanted and healthy ways which is why I'm going to be teaching you my four-step process here. Um, And really, ultimately, the goal here is teaching you how you can start to consciously control these shadows instead of your shadows unconsciously controlling you in these unwanted ways. At the end, I'm, like I said, I'm going to share some of my darkest shadows to give you an example of this process. And also, I'm going to leave you with some reflection questions so that you can if, if there's a particular part that's coming up for you in this conversation, you can kind of kickstart this, this journey or kickstart your own reflection process uh, with a particular part that's coming up for you. So without further ado, let's dive into the meat and bones here. Um, this is the four-step process that you are going to use to do shadow work. If you follow me on Instagram, you've probably seen me talk about this process a few times, but this process has literally changed my life and healed my entire identity self-image and I just want every single person to know about it and to use it in your own life especially every entrepreneur to know it and use it in your life so you can show up as a better leader inside of your business so step number one is going to be reflection reflection is all about using mirrors in your present life to discover where your shadows are Here's the thing about self-reflection is (laughs) it's really difficult to do on your own, honestly, because it requires a radical fucking honesty with yourself. And sometimes this is really hard. It's really hard to be as honest with ourselves as we need to be to get to the root of what's truly coming up for you or why you're truly staying stuck. You know, we're really easy to project things outside of ourselves, blame other, you know, play this blame game uh, because it's a hit to our ego, right? To be really, truly honest with our imperfections and our flaws and our insecurities or the mistakes that we've potentially made in the past, the way that maybe we've hurt others that we're still holding on to. So I just want to encourage you during this reflection process, you need to be radically fucking honest with yourself. And here are the three mirrors that you're going to use in this process in order to start recognizing some of these unconscious parts of you. The first mirror is going to be yourself, meaning the limiting beliefs that you have, the emotions that you have, or the sabotaging patterns that you feel stuck in. So maybe it's like a sabotaging pattern is maybe things that you easily get triggered by maybe it's you know you lash out maybe it's crawling back to toxic people or things maybe it's certain addictions um or right cycles that you feel trapped in you're like maybe it's you are late 
This is a really common one. You show up late to everything and you're like, well, why am I like this? Why do I always show up late to things? Or you procrastinate. So those are some examples of signs of yourself. Like that could be, could be signs of an underlying shadow. The second mirror is going to be your relationships. So your intimate relationships, for sure, your relationships to other people that are close to you. Uh, This is the best reflection, honestly, or the best mirror to reflect on. Because really and truly, whatever you see in someone else, whether it's you're judging someone else for something or you have jealousy around something else, someone else. This is a sign that there is something going on in your inner world that needs some attention and that needs some healing, both judgment and jealousy. So really using those maybe two emotions that could come up for you in your relationships. But I also wanted to touch on other relationships that we have in our life, you know, relationship to money, relationship to food, relationship to your body, relationship to drugs, alcohol, like all these other things. What are your patterns in those relationships uh, how is that showing up for you in your life what are your beliefs and emotions around those things this can also be a really good place to do some reflection as well and then the last mirror that i would suggest for you to use or the last mirror that there is is your business especially as an entrepreneur or business owner um is your business i mean if you don't run a business and you're listening to this it could be in the workplace um or just like the work that you do but specifically for business owners or entrepreneurs your business is probably going to be the most reflective mirror for you um so are you overworking are you hyper controlling in your business what are the leadership qualities that are being presented inside of your business um There's a lot of ways that your business can reflect back to you some unconscious patterns or parts of yourself that could be showing up. So those are the three mirrors that you're going to use to do self-reflection. Some other tools that I've used on my journey for self-reflection are personality tests, because like I said, it's sometimes really hard to be aware of things that are going on unconsciously. So personality tests can bring some of those things to your awareness so that you can start creating this radical honesty for yourself. My favorite personality tests have been the Enneagram assessment as well as using gene keys. Um, So Enneagram test, you can take take all of these things online. Enneagram test, um, you can take online for for, for free. And then I just kind of deep dove into my Enneagram. I also read a book called The Road Back to You, which if you're going to explore your Enneagram type, I would really recommend. Um, And then gene keys, you can also figure out online. Um, I learned about gene keys back in May. And learning my gene keys has been really, really eye-opening for me. Gene keys actually pinpoint shadows for you, as well as how you can alchemize and and the gifts that these shadows also hold. So we can help you cultivate awareness on, hey, how can I now alchemize this part of myself as well? So it can be really, really powerful. Gene keys, again, you can find out what your gene keys are online. You just need like your birth day, your birth time, your birth city, um... And I think, I think that's it. Um, that will help you with gene keys. The other personality test is human design, but I'm honestly not too, I haven't dove into that one too much. So I don't want to speak on it a ton, but human design can also just help you with a lot of that self-awareness as well. And I know a lot of people have seen a lot of self-transformation diving into their human design type. 
And then the last tool that I think is extremely beneficial for cultivating a lot of self-reflection is going to be mentorship. Like if it wasn't for my mentors, if it wasn't for the people in my life who were able to call me out, one, call me out my bullshit, but two, just help me see the blind spots that I can couldn't see on my own and help me to ask, help ask me the, you know, more difficult, reflective, deeper questions so that I could really pull these things out of myself, pull these things outside of my unconscious and bring them to my conscious awareness. Without these people, like your girl would still be so trapped and so stuck. So mentorship has been extremely transformational for me to help me see these blind spots, help me cultivate this awareness and reflection so that I can move on to these next few steps, obviously with their guidance as well. So That's step number one is self-reflection. Step number two is now that we've cultivated all this reflection, we've brought all these things to the surface, we've brought your shadows and your pain to your awareness. Now it's like, okay, sis, what do we do here? What do we do with all this pain? What do we do with all this self-awareness? The first thing that we're going to do is we're going to let go of all of it. (laughs) We're going to release and let go of all the pain that this part of you carries and holds. And so step two is release. So we reflect and then we release. The three steps of this releasing process, I like to say, are step number one is letting go of the emotions. So you have to be able to tap into your emotions. You have to be able to allow yourself the permission to feel whatever that pain holds. Because all of your memories, not only have they created limiting beliefs for you about yourself, But they've also created an emotional code that is attached to that memory. And this emotional code gets programmed inside of your body. Your body is your unconscious mind. And this will be the driver of you that keeps you on autopilot in your old cycles, in your old patterns. So if you don't let go of whatever fear or guilt or anger or shame or grief that come up for you when you think about these particular parts of yourself or you think about these particular memories and the pain that these parts of yourself holds, it's still going to, you're always going to resort back to it because literally these emotions are programmed in your body. Your body is programmed to run off of fear and guilt and anger and shame and grief and keep you in these sabotaging cycles of you know, negativity or whatever it is that you feel stuck in. So you need to give yourself permission to let go of emotions. I, to give you guys a little story, like one of the biggest emotions that I've had to work on letting go of is anger. Like I would never, ever, ever have considered myself an angry person ever. But when it was brought to my awareness by a mentor that, hey, you're actually really angry about this and that. I was like, you know what? I fucking am. I'm angry at myself. I'm angry at, you know, this person and that person and allowing myself to let go of that anger by, you know, I literally would take a pillow. I would scream into a pillow. I have truly, you know, given myself this permission slip to like anytime now I'm very, very, very consciously aware of when my emotions are starting to become off culture and giving myself that permission to be like, what am I feeling right now? And how do I need to work myself through it and let myself let go of it? Um, so when I, back to my story, when I released this anger, this one particular time, um, I had a flood of gratitude that literally just overwhelmed and came over me. So much gratitude and so much love that I had really never felt before. It was kind of like this euphoric feeling. And it it sounds kind of, 
I don't want to say dumb, but it sounds like woo-woo, right? But it's actually the process of like, you're letting go of the old programming to make room for new programming. And there's so much but like research behind this idea that if you don't allow yourself to feel the depths of all emotions, or really I should say negative emotions, if you don't allow yourself to feel the depths of these negative emotions because you feel like you're unworthy of feeling them or whatever, or it's too vulnerable, if you don't allow yourself to feel the depths of these negative emotions, you also won't feel the highs of positive emotions. So really allowing yourself, giving yourself permission to feel negativity will also give yourself permission to feel the positivity, the peace, the joy, the love, the intimacy, the connection that you are craving in your life, that you deserve to feel, that your soul deserves to experience, but it's not experiencing right now because it's trapped in old emotions and old programs. And so that's the first thing that we need to release around the pain that these shadows may hold. That was a long tangent, I apologize. (laughs) Um, The second thing that you need to do to in this process of releasing is after you've let go of the emotions, you need to offer forgiveness. Now, forgiveness is really tough. I get that it's a very tender topic to talk about. Um, Sometimes you need to forgive yourself and sometimes you need to forgive someone else. And I wanna remind you that forgiveness does not mean that you are making what happened to you or making what you did okay. It's not justifying it. But it's really all that forgiveness is doing. Forgiveness is for you, not for anyone else involved. And it's giving you the permission to no longer carry the weight of that pain or that experience or that memory or whatever happened to you. It's giving you the permission to fully say, this isn't mine anymore. I release it. I forgive you. I let go of it. Um, So yeah, the second step is of releasing is forgiveness. And the third step of this releasing process is reparenting yourself. So we need to give this wound the right medicine, I like to say. Meaning, what does this part of yourself need to hear in order to heal? In order to, you know, really truly let go and step into safety, step into love, step into self-compassion, step into grace. You need to tell her that she is worthy, that she is enough, that she is going to be okay. Does she just freaking need a hug? Does she need someone to be there? What does this younger version of you who's holding on to this pain from that memory need to hear or need to feel, need to be told, need to, what does she need? What nurturance does she need? What reparenting does she need that she didn't get? Um, So that's the third part of this step of release. Now, that is all letting go of all the pain. So that's kind of step one and two are the first part. The second part is this integration and alchemy process that is now, okay, where do we go from here? So step three is redefining yourself. It's nurturing this part, this quality, this desire, this pattern back into your identity. So you need to figure out what gift does this part of you hold that was being hidden underneath all of this pain. Inside of this phase, it's super important to get really clear on what are my personal values so that as you're meeting these new sides of yourself, you can learn how to express these sides in ways that feel authentic and ways that feel aligned for you. Really and truly healing 
is not about changing yourself. It's about redefining who you know yourself to be, right? Because we've kept ourselves trapped in this box of who we think we are, which is what created these shadows that we have pushed away in our unconscious. So when we redefine who we know ourselves to be, we can now start to integrate these shadow parts into our identity and show up more authentically, show up more aligned. So healing is not about changing yourself. It's about remembering who you truly are. And that's what this third pillar or piece is about. It's about redefining yourself when you're actually able to honor and know your personal values. What's true for you? What do you desire in your life? And who do you need to become? Who do you need to be in order to make that your reality? Instead of who do you think you need to be? Who are you actually? And start showing up as her. So yeah, part three is redefining yourself or redefining this part of yourself. What does this actually mean? What's the power that this part actually holds when it's not in this place of pain? And then step four is now revealing that. So talking all things expression, expressing yourself authentically and aligned. Step four is about revealing this part of you. It's about how do you now embody this part so that it's no longer trapped in your unconscious, but you're consciously aware of it. You are consciously embracing it as a piece of who you are. You are figuring out how do I now express this part in a healthy way? How do I turn this power that I've now found and redefined and use it as my purpose here in in this life or in my business or whatever it is? This is what it means And this is what it looks like to have self-love that's unconditional because no matter what, you are loving this part of yourself, all parts of yourself. This is what it means to have confidence that's unapologetic because you're showing up as all of yourself. You know, when people talk about becoming whole, this is what they mean. They mean integrating these parts of your shadow parts into back into your identity so that you're actually showing up as the whole you instead of only the part of you that fits into the box of who you think you need to be. It's about being all of yourself, no matter who's watching, no matter what you're doing, no matter what's going on. And I truly believe that like, this is all a work in in progress process for a lot of us right? Showing up authentically, I think, is a continuous evolution because there's a lot of freaking shadow parts and you're not, I don't really truly think that you're ever done with shadow work. It's just a continuous process. But the more that you're able to expand your consciousness and kind of quote unquote perfect this four-step process of meeting the part, releasing the pain that it holds, redefining it and revealing the true you from it or alchemizing it into who you truly are, the shadow work then becomes easy. More, maybe not easy, but it becomes simple. You're able to to do it instead of remaining trapped in victimhood, remaining stuck in your sabotaging cycles, remaining consumed by, you know, your limiting beliefs or your negative mindsets that are holding you back in your life that are creating these stories that are keeping you trapped in old identities. And so, yeah, that's the four-step process. Um, With that being said, I I wanted to give you guys an example. I uh, created this podcast that I could be real, so I could be raw, so I could be vulnerable, so I could share the things that I've been going through. And so I wanted to share with you guys two of my darkest shadows that I hope will be helpful for you. 
So the first shadow that I want to talk about is the shadow of dominance. I really struggle with a struggled with a shadow of dominance and this desire to be the best, to be like better than other people, to be like superior and dominant in my life. And so step one, doing a lot of the reflection around this, um, this shadow. Some of the mirrors that I used were, number one, my relationships. Like, fuck, guys. My relationships were always super competitive. And when I, like, peeled back and looked at, like, all the different relationships that I had, I either felt super inferior in that relationship or superior in that relationship. Or because I felt inferior, I tried super hard to create some sort of superiority, which obviously just became really toxic in that relationship and therefore it didn't like the relationship kind of ended so i found that i quote unquote outgrew a lot of my relationships because i had this desire or this need to be superior than that other person which created a lot of toxicity in that relationship and i was just always super competitive and who wants a relationship that's competitive right Um, so that was a huge mirror for me. The second mirror was my business, just seeing that it had a lot of ego kind of tied up into it with like, you know, the rat race to the top, like being in this rat race to the top, trying to succeed as quickly as possible, being attached to instant gratification, seeking validation through my business, um, you know, having the perfect Instagram feed or whatever it is. Um, even like the leadership qualities that I had I was really noticing that I was trying to lead from above instead of leading from within um so those are some some different mirrors that this uh shadow showed up for for me inside of my business and then also in my relationship with my body obviously wanting to have the best body in my relationship with food wanting to have the best diet which turned into my eating disorder this was all really all these things obviously very sabotaging very controlling uh, very unhealthy led to the eating disorder it led to burnout in my business eventually and this is what shadows do is they unconsciously are sabotaging and controlling your life and manifesting in really unwanted or unhealthy ways, which we see here. So when I figured this out, when I reflected on this, now step two is about, okay, what do I do from here? How do I release it? Well, to release, I had to get to the root of the pain of, okay, what's the pain that this shadow is holding? So when we get to the root of it, the pain was attaching my worthiness and how I receive love to my achievements. So for me, pers- for me, like looking back on it, I had this intense desire for attention that I wasn't receiving or that I felt like I, I wasn't getting. And the only way that I could get that attention or that love or feel worthy or feel like I was enough was through achieving and by being the best and by being superior. Um, I see this show up a lot, you know, as an athlete, uh, my whole life. I played soccer from like literally the time that I came out the womb. I was like two or three years old. And obviously this is very competitive and this kind of created this desire to be the best or to be superior because that's how I felt worthy. That's how I felt loved. That's how I got attention, not just by coaches or, you know, teammates, but also by my dad, my, my family. Um, so I had to heal this wound by letting go of a lot of shame 
that this dominant trait was holding onto. I needed to forgive different coaches. I needed to forgive my dad. And most of all, I needed to forgive myself for the ways that this dominant trait was affecting these areas of my life. Forgive myself for my eating disorder. Forgive myself for the relationships that I feel like I created a super toxic environment in and that ended because of it. I needed to forgive myself for these things. And then I needed to reparent inner child gab by giving her the attention that she wanted, right? It was all coming from this need for attention. I needed to give her attention, not because of all the great things that she's accomplished, but because she just deserves it just for being her. I needed to tell her that she is enough just the way that she is, that all of the dreams that she has for her life and ambitious, she's an ambitious little girl <laughs> and all of these dreams that she has for her life, they're more than possible and that she will achieve them but that they're not necessary and that she can let go of the weight and the pressure that she's carrying to be the best in achieving them because she's already enough just as she is. And so I needed to reparent her. I needed to remind her of these things. I need to remind her that she's worthy, worthy without any of it already, regardless. And that, frankly, her success is going to be a byproduct of embodying this worthiness. Um, so yeah, so that's how I kind of went through that releasing process with the shadow of dominance. Now, it's about alchemizing it. How do I take the shadow of dominance and bring it into how I show up as my higher self today, in my business, in my relationships, in my life, in myself? And so... I think it's really understanding for me, it was really understanding that the self-empowerment that I have to be the best version of myself is amazing, right? This is an amazing trait that I have and it's obviously super inspiring and it's taken me to incredible places in my life. The thing about it is number one, now that I'm aware of it, it no longer controls my identity. My identity is no longer attached to whether or not I am succeeding or bettering myself or improving. It's no longer coming from this place of I'm not enough, but from a more empowering and self-loving place. It's also not coming from a place of I want to be better than others and be superior and be dominant, but rather it's coming from the place of I want to be the best version of myself. It's not coming from this selfish pursuit of personal growth, but rather from knowing that this is a part of my purpose. Part of my purpose is bettering myself, is alchemizing myself into the best version of me so that my soul can live its fullest life here. And through that, it will help to cultivate the betterment of others. Like I see that as my power one of my greatest superpowers is the self-empowerment that I have to be the best version of myself because it is what is going to bleed into and be contagious to every life that I touch. That, you know, the work that I do on myself is encouraging and empowering and inspiring and paving the way for others to do that same work on their, their selves so that their soul can fully thrive and alchemize. So it's taking this shadow of dominance where I was trying to be the best version of myself to be better than others around me and being like, no, I'm being the best version of myself to help others also become the best version of themselves. 
And that's how you know you take and you can alchemize these shadows. Not this is a a power that that I have. And yeah, so one of one of the things that happened to me actually back in April slash May, I got into a, a, a quick little relationship and he kept on saying to me, he was like, Gab, you make me a better person. And that literally filled my heart and my cup so much because, you know, in that relationship, I was really aware that I had this shadow that often came up for me. And so I was really aware of that as I was getting into this relationship, dipping my toes in and wanting to stay really conscious of that so that I if it was creeping in, if it was starting to unconsciously show up in this relationship, I could, you know, do the work to let go of it and release it. And really just hearing that from him, hearing him say that, you know, because I am so passionate about bettering myself, which is, I was very, very, very clear about in the relationship. I shared with him all of the the things that I would do every single day and the work that I was putting in and the mentorships that I had and all of it. And I would share that with him. I would, you know, help him on his journey as well. And that it wasn't coming from this place of, hey, I'm bettering myself because I feel like I need to in order for you to love me or in order to feel worthy of this relationship. It was just, I was doing it because I knew that it makes my light shine brighter for others to shine their lights brighter. Um, So yeah, that is kind of how I've been able to redefine this shadow. It's really taking my self-empowerment and my for self-improvement from this kind of idea of being all about me to being more of like a we mentality. And yeah, now now that I found this power that I have of self-empowerment and being really being able to take and and face my pains and turn them into really incredible gifts not every work that not everyone is able or really willing to do um now it's a matter of manifesting this into my purpose my purpose here which is guiding other people through through it yeah exactly why you know step four reveal exactly why i launched the one percent woman The 1% woman is literally all about this. It is all about alchemizing yourself, becoming the highest and best version of yourself as a leader for other people to do the same. So that is, that is one of my darkest shadows. This uh, podcast is getting a little long, um, but just to kind of touch on my second, one of my second darkest shadows, because I think this will be a really this will be much quicker, <laughs> um, but I think it'll be really um, relatable to a lot of you, especially if you have been following me throughout my journey of you know health and fitness, and if you come from that background, um, is the shadow of sensuality. I think this is something that almost every woman can relate to. Uh, so I think it'll be really helpful to kind of chat about the reflection that can come with talking about this shadow of sen- sensuality how this showed up in my life, right? An eating disorder. I was overly obsessed with the way that my body looked. Um, I was always kind of trying to control my body and uh, a little bit like rebellious from a sensuality side for to keep this PG, right? And I reflected on this and I became really aware of this. I became aware that like, hey, 
I actually really like to, one of my forms of self-expression is my sensuality. So I had to release the pain that my sensual self held. The pain of, you know, not specific pain by necessarily anyone in particular, although there is, I'm just not going to dive into it in this episode, but literally just the pain that can come from being a woman in our society who we're told that, you know, we're slut if we dress a certain way or act a certain way or do a certain thing, um, that our bodies are meant to look a certain way and not a different, not somewhere else, that we're meant to be the smallest version of ourselves, that we have to hide certain parts of ourselves, um, that we have to act in a certain way in order to be a quote-unquote good girl, right? This is all pain that we hold from society and just our conditioning in this culture. And so you need to release all of that. You need to feel the emotions that maybe you felt when things were mentioned or said about your body or about you expressing your sensuality in different ways, in different maybe intimate relationships that you've had, and offer forgiveness there and reparent those versions of yourself. Tell those versions of yourself what she needs to hear in order to be able to show up as her authentic self and truly express who she really is without a filter, right? And with that, it's now redefining what your sensuality means and looks like to you. What does it mean and look like to express this that feels aligned and authentic for you? And then step four is revealing that. Now it's really starting to let these sides of yourself come out, dressing how you want to dress instead of how you think you need to dress. You know, getting in relationships that feel safe and good for you and setting boundaries in that relationship that feel safe and good for you. Uh, And I think with this fourth step of revealing, no matter what shadow it is, it takes practice, right? I think it really, really takes practice. And the more that you practice, the more that you find the aligned and authentic expression of this shadow that feels healthy, that is healthy, that feels healthy, that feels good. Um, and that is allowing this gift that you have, this power that you hold to be expressed in the best way. So those are two of my darkest shadows that I wanted to share with you guys, be a little bit vulnerable, give you guys some examples of how to do this work, how I've been doing this work, I guess. And to leave you off, I'm going to put these questions in the show notes. Um, But if there is a part that came up for you while you were listening to this episode, I would love for you to dive into doing some of this work for yourself because I think it's essential (laughs) and I think it's really powerful. Um, So if there is a part that came up for you, I want you to ask yourself, what do I not like about this part of me? How does this part of me hurt? myself? How does this part of me hurt others? How does this part of me help me? How does this part of me help others? Why do I need this part of me? And what do I love about this part of me? All super powerful questions to kickstart your shadow work journey. I hope that this episode was helpful for you. Like I said, kind of a long one, but I am so passionate about shadow work. And 
I'm so excited to be creating a new program to help entrepreneurs and business owners through this work because I think it's something that's really missing out there. And I think being a business owner, your business is one of the greatest reflect, like mirrors and reflectors that you can use to do this. I truly believe entrepreneurship is personal development with a paycheck. So we need to be prioritizing doing this personal development. And I know me personally, I've seen not just a huge shift in my business when I started making myself the number one priority in my business, but also all the other areas of my life. Like my business has now created more freedom for me to be more present in relationships, in life in general, uh, with myself, fill up my cup, you know, follow my, and, and, and live out my soul's purpose here. Like all of those, those incredible things that, you know, we're here for too, outside of just being a business owner. And so yeah, I'm going to leave you guys with that. If this episode was helpful, I would love if you could leave me a five-star review, uh, share it with someone who you know needs to hear this message, share it on your social media if you feel like this was helpful for you. Um, it really does mean so much for you guys to support this channel, help me grow. And yeah, I'll talk to you guys next time.